The Tuesday Y'all with John Rawl. Welcome back to this all-Southern program, the talk show that is all about Dixie. And we're going to have fun today. We're going to talk some barbecue in Hour 2 with the great Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. We have been discussing over the last few weeks the ins and outs of the different major types of barbecue. We first threw, went through ribs, then we went through pork shoulder 101, and last week we got on the subject of brisket, but we had so much to talk about with Mr. Hermans that we had to push brisket into a second week. So today, Hermans will be on in an hour or two, and we'll break down brisket. And I want to know where he recommends going, especially when I'm in Texas, or can I find that good stuff in other parts of the South that's just as good as if you were in the Lone Star State. So we've got all that coming up in hour two. We'll look at some sports headlines from the last weekend. We've had some stuff going on in football. We've got football winding down for college football. Only, let's see, this week and next week for most teams will be the end of the regular season. Some teams do have regular season games in another two weeks. Most teams in another two weeks have their conference championship games going on that first Saturday in December. So we'll talk college football. We've got NFL news and notes in hour two to get to and the latest standings and such. So plenty of good stuff coming up in hour two. In hour one of today's show, well, in just a second, we'll tell you about some blasts from the past. The Bushes, both President George W. Bush and Jeb Bush in the news for two different reasons. We've got info on that. Amazon has made its decision of where they're going to put their HQ2. And I know several southern states have been in the running for that, and we'll have that announced a little later. And we'll also tell you about the passage of a NASCAR legend, David Pearson, dies at the age of 83. And we'll have info on this South Carolina racing legend coming up a little bit later in our news headlines from around the south. That and much, much more. Plus, hey, I know you've been waiting We've got the list of the Hallmark Channel's Christmas movies. 37 Christmas movies will be on the Hallmark Channel in the next two months. And we'll tell you about some of them. And I know you just can't wait to sit down in front of the TV, get you a big bag of popcorn, and just watch and watch and watch and get you in the holiday spirit thanks to the Hallmark Channel. They've been busy. 37 Christmas movies. That's a lot. Remember there was a song called The 12 Days of Christmas? Well, now they've got the 37 days of Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. I don't know if they're playing all 37 straight days, but they probably are. And I can guarantee you that somewhere on the maybe last day or two of Christmas, of the Yuletide, they're going to probably have a marathon of all these Christmas movies. And so families are going to have to delay their Christmas activities this year to sit down and watch Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channels. I I can tell you that's going to happen. I don't know if I'll be partaking. Uh, I can probably skip every single holiday movie ever made on the Hallmark Channel and maybe even some uh, the more traditional movies. I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, that's a great one, but that's really only, what, like a 30-minute movie or something like that? I, I love it when it comes on CBS every year right around Thanksgiving, but I know some people are obsessed with Christmas Vacation. They, that's a tradition that they have to... Watch that every Christmas season. I've, I've seen that twice. That's enough. And that that's okay. But they, anyway, whatever your holiday tradition is, we, we hope you enjoy the movies of the season. And Hallmark Channel has been busy cranking out tons of brand new movies 
just for you this Yuletide. So we'll have info on that coming up a little later. Here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, you can catch us anytime at our number. It's 803-816-1170. On Twitter, we are at Y'all Show, and our website is y'all.com. That's Y-A-L-L.com. Would love to hear from all y'all, no matter where you are across the South or the country. And we may have listeners that catch us each day in the state of California, not necessarily y'all country, but Californians, we want you to know that you're in our thoughts and prayers. The death toll now in California has climbed to at least 42 from the wildfires taking place in Northern California. This is happening around the town of Paradise. And President Donald Trump has now approved a major disaster declaration for the state of California. Officials said they've recovered the remains of 13 additional victims as teams continued the search of burned-out remains of thousands of lost homes. And Trump's decision to declare a major disaster comes after a couple of days ago that he uh, criticized California for bad forest management. I don't know what the cause of this was, but it's regardless, it's, it's a terrible tragedy. And Governor Jerry Brown sought the declaration as fire. They raged in Butt County or Butte County, it might be how it's pronounced in California. And in Southern California, they are also having fires around Malibu in Woolsey, California. About 370 homes and businesses affected there. And about 50, 57,000 structures are still threatened by the blaze. It's already killed two people in that part of the state of California. So just a, a terrible time. And I had a conversation with a person who spent a lot of time in California just yesterday. I said, what is the reason behind this? We, we talk about wildfires in, in California, and I know they have other problems like mudslides and such. But the excuse there, the reason, and I'm sure it was a valid reason, was that they're suffering a drought. Well, I didn't realize that California had severe drought problems. I, I guess they do. Remember, this is a state challenged for water anyway. They, I don't know how they're going to support the millions and millions of people that live there when they have a water problem anyway because they've got to have water to, to keep people alive. And they have massive pipelines coming from way inland into places like Los Angeles. But yes, a drought has been, according to my expert, and I put that in air quotes, has been the reason, the attribution for what has happened with these wildfires. And we're seeing it in Northern California and Southern California. And sadly, as we just told you, right now, the body count, at least 42 that have died in these California fires. And we wish them all the best. Remember, we have these fires from time to time in the, in the Southeast. The drought, not, maybe not as bad here as it could be in California. But remember the other year around Gatlinburg and in the Smoky Mountains, even into northern Georgia, you had wildfires going on around this time of year, and it was a really ugly scene. And even if you weren't near north Georgia or east Tennessee, those smoke, the smoke from those fires stretched across several southern states, and it was an ugly situation for a while. That, I think, was traced to arson. Someone set the fire intentionally, and I know... My friend who I talked about discussed that there was a, wasn't a friend, it was a family member, a family member who told me about what happened in California, lived in Portland, Oregon for a while, and said that there were fires in that state as well from, wild, from wildfires, and that those were intentionally set accidentally 
I should say they were set by humans, but accidentally set off there. And so you just got to be so careful, so careful. I think fireworks were the reason for that Oregon fire. I remember hearing something about that one. These things can just go on and on and on, and they're just massive problems. And not only are all these people dead in California, sadly, and the count may even be as high as 44 from a report I just saw across the headlines, there's like 100 people missing. And I see where these things are consuming people's cars. It's just an ugly, ugly, awful situation. And let's hope for the best for our fellow Americans in California. Former President George W. Bush and former First Lady Laura Bush have been honored. As we had Veterans Day on Monday, they were honored for their work with veterans. And they were honored at the National Constitution Center's Liberty Medal Ceremony for their work with the U.S. military veterans since leaving the White House. Former Vice President Joe Biden was on hand in Philadelphia to present the award to the couple at the History Museum there. And outside the center, a several group of protesters from the group Veterans Against the War protested the award. Laura Bush spoke of support for military spouses and caregivers, advocating to recognizing them for their efforts and asked government and non-governmental programs working with veterans to consider their needs. The former president, President Bush, said he was honored to receive the award and that he was proud to follow his father's footsteps once again. Former President George H.W. Bush, alongside former President Bill Clinton, were both awarded the medal in 2006. So congratulations to Laura and George W. Bush being honored for their work with veterans by the National Constitution Center's Liberty Medal Award. Now, a speaking of veterans, this is a, a very hard story to, to relay because it's so sad. A U.S. vet died hours after he was set to be reunited with his sto- stolen service dog. And this happened in Osceola County, Florida, and two women have now been placed under arrest These two women got into an altercation with 67-year-old veteran Joseph Hansen last week in Kissimmee. The women had been identified as Jennifer Gottschall and Monique Kosser, and authorities said one of the women got into an altercation with 67-year-old veteran Joseph Hansen last week in Kissimmee, and while the one was fighting with him, the other came up behind him and unleashed his Pomeranian dog named Kira. Mr. Hansen had two dogs on the walk while this encounter Happened, one was not stolen, but of course the Pomeranian was, and he died just hours away from being reunited with his best friend, a man's best friend, our dogs. The dogs are now staying with a family friend. I have no cause of death for the passage of Joseph Hansen, but what a bizarre story coming from the Sunshine State. Hey, we have the list of states right now out in the best and worst state economies, and this is from WalletHub. And some of the states with the best economies from the South include number nine, Georgia, number 10, Texas. The number one best state economy is Washington State, followed by Utah, Massachusetts, California, and Colorado. Georgia comes in at nine, Texas 10. Now, the flip of that from Wallet Hub for the worst economy in the U.S., you have Oklahoma at 44. Arkansas checks in at number 47. West Virginia is at 48, Mississippi is at 50, and not at 50, 51 because D.C. was included in this listing, 
the 51st worst state, which should be the 51st worst state and district in the United States, goes to Louisiana. And again, this is coming from Wallet Hub, and this is based on unemployment rates, personal finance, etc. And the top economic performers around the country. So congratulations to Washington State for being number one in Louisiana. Perhaps you can get it all fixed with the Trump economy and you'll be number one next year. But that is out right now. On the business side, if Amazon.com would have gone to Louisiana, I'm sure they would have moved up a few spots in that list. But they have now announced that they're selecting New York City and Northern Virginia to be sites for their second and third headquarters. This is coming out today from the Wall Street Journal. Other cities hope to get that. And this has been a more than a year-long contest going on around the country with 238 candidates putting out all kinds of proposals for HQ2, and I guess it's called HQ3, the, the other one. But Amazon has really had a, a stocks going up as people have been speculating where, indeed, this would happen. And the company said it would invest over $5 billion to create an HQ2 in addition to its home base in Seattle and hire up to 50,000 people. And Amazon is expected to divide the second headquarters evenly between New York City's Long Island City and the Crystal City area of Arlington, Virginia. And I've stayed in the Crystal City area of Arlington, and I don't understand how they could put in a massive complex there. It's pretty built up. It's literally right across the Potomac from Washington, D.C. So I'm not sure what they're hoping to do there. I do like the subway that you can get there at Crystal City. It's under, the, not, not the subway restaurant, the real subway. It's, what is it called? The M train in, in D.C., I think. But they have like a shopping mall underground, which is kind of cool there at Crystal City in that part of Northern Virginia. So, well, we'll see what happens there in Arlington. A, a, a nice place there, but still pretty hard to put in. Would it have been great if they had put this in a place like Mississippi or, or Alabama, rural Alabama, and, and you could see the complete change? Remember, Washington, D.C., I didn't, I didn't say it just a second ago, but Washington, D.C., on this list of best state economies, the District of Columbia comes in at number six in the country for best state economies. That's pretty pathetic when you consider, I doubt there's a whole lot of industry in Washington, D.C., as far as factories and such. It's pretty much government companies and government-related, I guess, lobbyists and such. It's not that big of a place. You either work for, you have, have some kind of operation going on for the government, or you have... A place to live and that's just about all you got there i bet there's not one single farm and i'd love to be proven wrong i bet there's not one single farm in the district of columbia i don't see how there could be <laughs> but yes that that this the district comes in at number six on the best state economies and now amazon i know this is going into northern virginia with their headquarters but it's right there it's right across the river crystal city from dc so We'll have to find out how if the rich gets richer, and that appears to be the route that Amazon is steering toward. 
A federal judge has ruled in favor of Stacey Abrams in her effort to delay the state certification of the gubernatorial vote in Georgia from last week, as this will help protect provisional ballots right now in the state of Georgia. And this judge ruled that Georgia must count provisional ballots and delay the state certification until the votes are tallied. And we'll see what happens there. The campaign manager for Abrams announced that Judge Amy Totenberg's decision was a 56-page ruling and it could affect thousands of provisional ballots. Good news if you're Stacey Abrams, the 44-year-old Democrat. Bad news if you're Brian Kemp, the Republican, who's already claimed victory. And this is a race that lingers on. Another race that lingers on is the Florida governor's and Senate race and perhaps the Secretary of Agriculture race within the state of Florida. As far as the governor and senator race, that, that Senate race, that's a big deal going on. And now former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, the brother of George W. Bush, well, he's adding his voice to a whole bunch of Republicans calling for Brenda Snipes, the Broward County Supervisor of Election, to be removed from her post amid the controversy over the vote recount in Florida's pivotal races for governor and Senate. And Jeb Bush tweeted on Monday, there is no question that Broward County Supervisor of Elections Brenda Snipes failed to comply with Florida law on multiple counts, undermining Floridians' confidence in our electoral process. Supervisor Snipes should be removed from her office following the recounts. And I think I'm right on this. Snipes was actually appointed to her position there in Broward County by Jeb Bush when he was governor in the Sunshine State. Along with Jeb Bush, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida has also suggested Snipes should be removed from office once the dust settles in the Florida races. Close race recounts going on. I'm sure you've seen the counting behind the glass there. I guess they're trying to be transparent, but... It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a, well, here we go once again in the state of Florida with another crazy election. Now, we're not done talking about Florida elections. We just told you a blast from the past in Jeb Bush. Later this hour, we're going to have a political spotlight once again here on the Y'all Show as we try to fix each Tuesday a little time to talk politics. But we're going to hear from Katherine Harris. Remember Katherine Harris from the 2000 presidential election? She was the Secretary of State in Florida. And she's been in Congress since that time, and, but pretty much has been out of the public spotlight. Well, she's now come back into the spotlight this week because of the election chaos going on in Florida. And she did an interview on a TV station in the Sarasota area the other day. And we're going to play a portion of that interview later this hour. And you're going to hear her with her very inside analysis of Florida election the process of how it goes into Sunshine State. Catherine Harris, we're going to hear some of that later this hour, so you don't want to miss it. We'll go to a break. When we come back, we have more headlines from Dixie coming your way, including the passage of David Pearson, NASCAR driver, to tell you about that. This is the All Show Talk with a Southern Accent. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800-BY-DELL or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800-BY-DELL for more Black Friday deals. (laughs) 
This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a f- mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. I'm going to tell you a story about how the drug war in Mexico began. And who was boss? Only on Netflix. Miguel Felix Gallardo. Drug kingpin of Guadalajara. We take out Felix, we cripple the Mexican drug trade. Witness the birth of Mexico's drug war. Gotta take down the ones calling the shots. It's time to take the gloves off. Gallardo crosses the DEA for the last time tonight. Narcos Mexico, now streaming on Netflix. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say Happy Holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. And we're back here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl on this Tuesday. Hope you're doing well and recovering from what could have been a wild and crazy Veterans Day 2018. Probably not. I don't think Veterans Day is a day where most people go out and have too many parties and such. Of course, the real reason of the holiday to celebrate our veterans. And we thank you if you're a veteran, once again, for your service and to our present and past veterans all. Thank y'all here on the Y'all Show. Continuing what's going on around the region the Roman Catholic Church offices in Alabama and Mississippi will publicly release the names of clergy members accused of sexually abusing minors over decades, church leaders have said. A statement from Archbishop Thomas J. Rohde of Mobile said each of the four Catholic dioceses and the two states will report the names of people who were removed from ministry after being accused of abuse. Diocese offices are in Birmingham, plus in Jackson and Biloxi, Mississippi, and there's also a Catholic archdiocese in Mobile, Alabama. The Mobile office will release names involved in the accusations dating all the way back to 1950, but the list was not said when the list was going to be made public, but that is good news that they are being transparent here, and according to the statement, about 86,000 people are members of the Roman Catholic Church's in Alabama and Mississippi, and they had about 126 resident priests in that area last year, according to an annual report released by the church office. So we know of some allegations that have been put toward the Catholic Church nationwide, but yes, there's sadly been some in the South and in Alabama, Mississippi, and the Roman Catholic Church now coming out and making that information a little bit more public knowledgeable, the, making the public more knowledgeable in these two states of Alabama and Mississippi. Also in the Magnolia State, 
The chancellor of the University of Mississippi is going to be stepping down. Jeffrey Vitter is going to leave in January after being in Oxford less than three years as the head of Ole Miss and higher education officials. The state board there in Mississippi put this news release out just before the weekend happened last week. And Vitter is going to remain on faculty at the university as a tenured distinguished professor in the School of Engineering, according to this release from the Board of Trustees for the Mississippi Institutions of Higher Learning. A computer scientist by trade, Vitter was provost at the University of Kansas when he was chosen for the University of Mississippi Post in October of 2015. He didn't come on the job until January of 2016, but he did take the job, which paid a $600,000 yearly salary to him. Now, I would say he was been, he's been fired. There's been some bad things that have gone on at the University of Mississippi since Vitter arrived, including the resignation of football coach Hugh Freeze. There's been NCAA sanctioned. The school now is in its third year of not going to a bowl game. And he created a major problem by removing the state flag from the University of Mississippi campus. He got he helped get rid of the song Dixie from the school band. He forced a ridiculous land shark mascot upon Ole Miss. And that is not going to last. It's going to be a, an epic failure, just like the black bear was. There's, nothing should replace Colonel Reb. It should be Colonel Reb or nothing. And I'm telling you that from a, a fellow alumnus of the University of Mississippi. But perhaps one of the things that helped lead to this departure, of which they've already said he was his contract would not be renewed. The IHL said that a couple months ago. But Vitter publicly shamed one of the university's biggest donors a couple of weeks ago because of what the donor... He shouldn't have put the thing out on Facebook, but, but Vitter poured gasoline on a fire. And it just caused a major problem for Ed Meek, who then had to remove his name from a building named after him after he'd given the school $5 million. It's just one thing after another. Vitter's gone, and the university, will it survive? I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure it will. But just more controversy at the University of Mississippi in Oxford, Mississippi. A Muslim woman in Knoxville is suing Walmart, claiming that the managers of this store discriminated against her and then retaliated when she complained. The Knoxville News Sentinel newspaper reports the lawsuit was filed this week in federal court in Nashville by by Fadumo Sardi. The suit says Sardi spent years working at a Walmart in Memphis without problems. She transferred to a Knoxville store in 2014, and managers there initially denied a request for a vacation during Muslim holidays and demanded she show where in the Koran it said she could not touch pork products or alcohol. When she complained to the corporate office, managers retaliated and eventually fired her. Walmart said in an email the company does not tolerate discrimination or retaliation, but Sardi was fired over attendance issues. See what happens there with Walmart in Knoxville, Tennessee, being sued over religious discrimination. A winter storm has dumped snow in Texas and in western Oklahoma and up to seven inches of snow in that part of the south. Now, thankfully, as of our report here, no injuries or significant damage as the system moved across the region. In fact, 
if it's the same reason, region that I'm reporting on, it's going to hit Tennessee, Arkansas, moving eastward, and there will be snow flurries and snow in a large portion of Tennessee on Thursday of this week. So keep out, keep an eye out on the weather, Tennesseans and Arkansans and Kentuckians. I think it's going to have more of a northern trek, this system. But yes, our first snowfall for many of you this week across our Southland. A donkey at the Winterville, North Carolina Fire Department. It was not a statement last week when it was available for viewing when people were voting. The owners of Winterville's landmark Dixie Queen Restaurant brought a real live donkey to the Winterville South Precinct on Tuesday of last week, the morning of that election, to lighten the mood and entertain the voters. And the donkey was there for several hours. And it was kind of a dare from the guy's brother. And the guy was wearing overalls and a long gray beard. And (laughs) bringing a donkey to a polling station. Whoa. Could that happen up north? Surely not. Of course, the reason this is somewhat newsworthy is the donkey is the symbol of the Democratic Party, while the elephant is the symbol of the Republican Party. So Winterville trying to have some fun by having a donkey come out. And this guy, Mr. Hines, said, the, the, the same guy wearing overalls and long gray beard, said, quote, I said, do you think I won't bring her? Because I will bring her. I said, I don't know nobody else who's bringing their ass to vote. <laughs> so I don't know what to say from this place, bringing a donkey to the polling station. I'm sure a lot of people bring little dogs into the polling booth. I don't know if that's allowed, but I'm sure a lot of people get away with it. I just saw the other day somebody bringing in a dog to a, a, a tire changing place. It's kind of strange. Keep the dogs in the car. Not everybody wants to see your dog, and frankly, dogs don't like everybody. I know that may seem seem strange if you're an animal lover, but that one time, I bet you there's going to be one person at one point, and it might be a little kid, that dog's going to freak out. Do you really want to deal with a, a dog bite if you can help it? But I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. I love dogs. They have a purpose, but going into businesses, unless they're a service dog, that that's just not that's not cool because you got to respect what other people are and I know people I know people who they're no longer with with us but they were bitten by a dog at a young age and had to endure rabies shots for a long time and they're absolutely paranoid of dogs so you got to respect that and not everybody in the world thinks your dog's Fido's cute and wonderful now in your own car in your own house do whatever you want you go out in public it shouldn't be understood that everybody just thinks your dog's wonderful. That isn't necessarily the case. Okay, enough of my preaching. Now, sad news from the world of NASCAR as Hall of Famer and three-time cup champion David Pearson has died. This was announced by the Wood Brothers Racing Team. And Pearson was inducted to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in its second class back in 2011. He won 105 cup races, second only to Richard Petty. And that was his rival back in the 1960s and 1970s. He was a native of South Carolina. I think he lived in the Spartanburg, South Carolina areas where he was from. NASCAR chairman and CEO Jim France put out a statement. Quote, when he retired, he had three championships and millions of fans. Petty called him the greatest driver he ever raced against. 
we were lucky to be able to call him one of our champions. The man they call the Silver Fox was the gold standard for NASCAR excellence. David Pearson, South Carolina NASCAR driver, dead at the age of 83. Donald Trump's going to recognize uh, several people with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. A total of seven will receive it. And I didn't realize you could give this to those who are not with us anymore, but several will receive it who have been gone a long time. The medals are going to Miriam Adelson, a doctor and wife of Trump's friend and casino magnate Sheldon Adelson. He's also giving an award to retiring U.S. Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah. Also, former Dallas Cowboys quarterback Roger Staubach's getting one. Alan Page, who began a legal career after leaving the NFL. Antonin Scalia, the former Supreme Court Justice, is getting one, as well as Babe Ruth and the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, all receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom from President Donald Trump, and it's the first time he's given these awards to anybody while he's been in office. So congratulations, especially to Elvis Presley and Babe Ruth, both Southerners there, Presley being a Tupelo-born and, of course, Memphis career, and Babe Ruth from Baltimore, Maryland. So congratulations. And, of course, Staubach will claim him since he was quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. So good job there, Americans. Speaking of the NFL, Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints, he says he's going to be paying for a broken fire alarm at Cincinnati's Paul Brown Stadium. And the New Orleans Saints coach broke the alarm after it began blaring in the visitor's locker room, Peyton says it would be a little sensationalist to say he destroyed the fire alarm and that the act was not intended as a motivational ploy. The alarms were going off throughout the stadium whenever the Saints were preparing to take on the Bengals, and he took it upon himself to needed to stop that noise, <laughs> and he he did that, and now he's going to pay for it to get replaced. By the way, the Saints, they blared out their revenge on the Bengals, winning 51-14 to over the weekend, and that's the Saints' eighth straight victory. They are arguably the best team in all of the NFL, and I won't even say arguably because they defeated the what was the last undefeated team in the league, the Rams. New Orleans looking real good, and the NFC South goes through New Orleans right now. Oddly enough, the, Ram, the, uh, the, the Saints and the Panthers, who are the next contender in that division, they don't even play their two games against each other until the very end of the season. So strange that these two teams in the same division who play twice a year, they're, they're grouping their games as like two of the last three games of the regular season. Strange scheduling going on in the NFL league office. Now, as we threatened you earlier in the show, the Hallmark Channel's got 37 new movies coming out for Christmas season. And this is part of the Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas. And it's going to air these things. 22 will air on Hallmark and 15 on the Movies and Mysteries station. And these started on November 10th is when the films hit the airwaves. And lists from Hallmark's creators, the channel will also air its older classic Holiday films throughout the months of November and December. Happy watching and happy holidays from Hallmark Channel. 
Now, amongst the movies appearing on the Hallmark Channel, our friend Leanne Rhymes. She and Tyler Hines star in the movie It's Christmas Eve, and it will premiere this Saturday at 8 Eastern on the Hallmark Channel. And it's about an interim school superintendent, Eve, meets a music teacher named Liam, whose program may be cut. During a tree lighting ceremony, his students perform to earn donations for the arts program. Another movie coming out on the Hallmark Channel this holiday season that you might want to check out. It's called Christmas at Graceland, and it stars another country music singer, Kelly Pickler and Wes Brown. And this one debuts on Saturday, November 17th at 8 Eastern. This film is about a businesswoman who travels to Memphis for work and reunites with an old boyfriend while in town. But while she's in the city, her old flame reminds her of their days making music and trying to be famous. And that that will be worth watching. Now, there's, like I said, tons of these movies across the Hallmark Channel and its sister network. I'm mad at the Hallmark Channel because oftentimes these movies that they do on that channel and most of their movies are shot north of the border. They're shot in Canada. And if they're going to do a movie about Memphis, they darn sure better have shot the thing totally in Memphis and not in Alberta. But go check it out. It should be fun. And tis the season. Enjoy your Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel starting now through the end of Christmas. And get you in the right mood for jolly old St. Nick. Well, that is a look at headlines from across the region. When we come back, we will have a political spotlight, and we'll hear from the former Secretary of State of Florida, Catherine Harris, a blast from the past, and we'll get her take on what's going on right now in the Sunshine State when it comes to elections. And boy, she ought to know. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. to beauty black friday is more like glam friday with extra glitter so get ready for eye-catching gifts like dramatic mascaras from Tarte and urban decay for only ten dollars or the all-stars kit from mac for only twenty dollars and magical must-haves like morphe's super soft makeup brush set for half off that's a hundred percent glam for fifty percent less black friday is the day to find something for everyone on your nice list even you get ready to gift get ready to glam get ready to shine brighter ulta beauty the possibilities are beautiful this car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a f- mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. 
And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered with oil Strumming my six string It's the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with the Southern Accent as we bring a full two-hour show each and every Monday through Friday across the region that we call the South. And we love our South. We love our great culture. And we love what goes on here, but we, we like the important stuff, too, like politics. And on our show, we often talk about a little political happenings around the region. Well, Decision 2018 continues as we've got recounts and legal maneuvers going on in Florida and in Georgia. And on Monday, I found an interview that Catherine Harris did on a local station for her. She lives in the Sarasota, Florida area. And she went by ABC7 there to do an interview. And remember, Catherine Harris was the Secretary of State of Florida back in 1999 through 2002. And during the 2000 election for president, it was Catherine Harris front and center on a lot of the press conferences talking about hanging chads and all the controversy that happened with the 2000 presidential election. Well, she took that fame and ran for Congress, and she served as the congresswoman in the 13th District of Florida from 2003 to 2007. She's kind of been out of the spotlight the last several years. She had a husband who committed suicide back in 2013, and she's kind of, like I said, been away from the public eye, but now she's back in the spotlight. She's remarried to a man named Richard Ware, and this 61-year-old Florida native is now getting out talking about what's going on currently with Florida's election mess. And so she sat down with the local TV anchor there in Sarasota, Sarasota, and let's go hear that conversation as Catherine Harris talks about what is going on in Broward County in Florida and how that may relate to what she had to go through 18 years ago. The rule of law is the most critical, the bedrock principle of our nation, and we have to make sure that one follows the, the law. Secondly, after the recount, uh, well, a- even before that, as, as a senator, I had proposed election reform legislation and there was no political will to pass it. Certainly after election 2000, we got that bill passed in addition to many, many other things. And it was heralded nationally as the model for election reform. I went and testified before Congress and they, were, they all applauded it. Then you fast forward over the years that it has been overhauled. So the election laws are sufficient to address this. We're talking about the law, but elected officials have to follow the law. Now, you and I were just discussing elections and being elected and what that means. Um, We, at the very basic expectation, we expect our elected officials to have integrity and courage to follow the law. Because no matter what you do in a situation like this, 
half of the country or half of the state is not going to be pleased. So at least following the law is your only safe harbor, or at least that's what I felt like. And so at this point, for Broward and Palm Beach, they have come to issue before. What your listenership, your, your viewership should understand is that the supervisors of elections in each of the 67 counties are independently elected by each county. And because of that, they have autonomy there. They are constitutional officers. The Secretary of State does not have the authority over them in, as it would be in other employees under the Department of State. Consequently, they have the sole autonomy over designing ballots. If you recall, Teresa Lepore and the butterfly ballot, that was very confusing. And now they're saying that the setup for these are confusing. They're constitutional officers. They have that opportunity. So should we address that? Are there best practices? Yes, indeed, well, there th are. That's the question. So we, we can understand that, that the supervisors of elections are, are independent of each other. But when they, we're talking about a, a ballot design to, uh, to avoid confusion that like we saw in 2000 or that we saw uh, in, in Broward County now, why can't the state weigh in and, and bring some kind of best practices, as you mentioned, or uniformity to the process? Well, there's, they certainly have that across the, the nation. They have best practices. They have best practices throughout the state. It's still up to the supervisor of elections to observe those. Um, I think more importantly, uh, you can't legislate integrity and you can't legislate competence. Uh, these, are, these are issues that voters determine. And so we'll see as this moves forward. Um, there have been issues in the past. I can't speak to those because I wasn't part of the case. But it's very disconcerting that um, the laws are not being observed. The reporting procedures were not, did not occur as they were uh, legislated to do. Um, and in fact, we have uh, legislated in Florida law who, who is allowed to vote. Uh, right. So and, and so I think what's important about that in terms of following the law is that if a felon votes in this election, not in the future, but in this election, their ballot is not counted. An illegal alien, their they don't get to determine the future of our nation, our state. The signature blocks on absentee ballots, according to Florida law, must match. If you go to a bank and sign it duly and they don't match, you're not going to be able to catch, right. catch the check. So that won't, won't be counted. Right. So they have to follow the law as it's written. May not like it, but they can change it next year. Katherine Harris, the former Secretary of State of Florida, talking with ABC7 in Sarasota, Florida, as she's got something to say about what's going on right now with the Nelson-Scott Senate race and the Gillum-DeSantis governor's race in the state of Florida. Both contests being looked at carefully as votes are being recounted and legal actions being brought from both sides. A big mess and sadly should bring back some memories for Katherine Harris as the 2000 presidential election between George W. Bush and Al Gore, she was right there in all of that mess in the year 2000, and now she's back in it. Now, as I said, she's kind of been out of the spotlight the last few years. She's admitted she became a near recluse after her husband's death in 2013. Anders Ebison shot himself and killed himself back in that time, and now she's back in the spotlight because of what's happening in her native state with another crazy election. Well, that will wrap up hour one of today's show. In hour two, coming up around the bend, we'll have barbecue madness going on as the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, will be coming by with a report on brisket. Brisket part due. 
from Mr. Hermans. But before we get to him, we're going to talk sports land yap. We've got NFL. We've got college football. And boy, there are some teams that are doing better than you ever thought they would. And they're from smaller conferences. And I'm looking at you, Tulane Green Wave. I'm looking at you, SMU Mustangs. And there's some other teams out there that are doing quite well. Troy Trojans, they're doing great. We'll tell you about them and more as the Y'all Show continues. Talk with a Southern accent. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. I'm going to tell you a story about how the drug war in Mexico began. And who was boss? Only on Netflix. Miguel Felix Gallardo. Drug kingpin of Guadalajara. We take out Felix, we cripple the Mexican drug trade. Witness the birth of Mexico's drug war. Gotta take down the ones calling the shots. It's time to take the gloves off. Gallardo crosses the DEA for the last time tonight. Narcos Mexico, now streaming on Netflix. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th-gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top-brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800-BY-DELL or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800-BY-DELL for more Black Friday deals. This is the Y'all Show, back for Hour 2 of the Tuesday edition, and this is John Rawl, your gracious host. Our number is 803-816-1170. Text that number anytime you feel like it, or if you really need to call us, we welcome your calls. Text 803-816-1170. Our website is y'all.com, and on that website, you can find links to our show with a free download of the Y'all Show Talk with a southern accent. The barrister of Bodacious Barbecue will be checking in in just a few minutes with the latest report on brisket. And boy, we're going to find out about brisket. The point will be discussed if you know anything about brisket. And we'll discuss sauces and much, much more. Matt Hermans, all things brisket barbecue coming up in just a few minutes when we have that report. Right now on the Y'all Show, we switch over to what we call the Sports Land Yap. Each Tuesday, we look at sports from all angles in the Southeast, including college football, but we focus mostly on the guys that don't get all of the attention all the time. The SEC and ACC gets most of the attention. We're going to talk about some of the other conferences in just a second. But we start off with NFL talk here today in our Sports Land Yap, and this is some Sad news coming from Kansas City. The stepdad of the talented rookie for the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, who played for Texas Tech, which, by the way, 
Coming up in just a few minutes when we talk to Matt Hermans, a Texas Tech alum, we're going to get him to discuss the Big 12 Conference, including the Red Raiders. So we got Big 12 talk coming up in just a few with Matt Hermans. But yes, the stepfather of Patrick Mahomes died at the Kansas City Chiefs game on Sunday. And what a, a sad story there for the Mahomes family. And the, the, the he was the stepfather of his girlfriend is who it was. And he died there in Kansas City this past weekend. So sad news from the NFL. Other news going on from a personnel standpoint with the Cleveland Browns. Hugh Jackson was fired the other day as the head coach of Cleveland. And now he's going to go coach for the divisional rival in Cincinnati as his friend Marvin Lewis has hired the former Browns coach to come south. And he'll be helping out on the coaching staff for his third stint in Cincinnati. And he's been a special assistant to the head coach will be his position there with the Bengals. Bengals kind of have an opportunity to make the playoffs this year. They're kind of in a position halfway through the season that the Bengals can, can rise or fall. And Marvin Lewis has a chance to do something he hasn't done, which is have a long postseason run if, if indeed his team, which is right now 5-4, and four, playing for their playoff lives, if they can get better, get healthy, and, and defeat those Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what Bengals fans want more than anything, especially when they play them in Cincinnati. Looking at the NFL schedule this week, the first game of the week is Thursday when the Green Bay Packers travel to CenturyLink Field and take on the Seattle Seahawks in a Thursday night contest televised on Fox and the NFL Network. On Sunday, the boys will be at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta as Dallas faces Atlanta. Atlanta coming off an embarrassing loss over the weekend to the Cleveland Browns. The Carolina Panthers are at Detroit. The Panthers were killed by the Steelers last, last week. The Tennessee Titans, boy, they look good in a big route over the New England Patriots in Nashville. And the Titans are at Indy this week. The Tampa Bay Bucks are at New York. Houston travels to Washington. And the Texans have been on quite a win streak. They hope that continues at FedEx Field this weekend. The Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars suit up in a rematch from last year's playoff run. The Cincinnati Bengals are at Baltimore. John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders. They slide down to Phoenix for a game against the Arizona Cardinals. The Broncos ride over to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Philadelphia Eagles are in the Big Easy where they face the NFL's best team, the New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday travel to Chicago. Monday night's football game, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Rams. And that is a look at the NFL for week 11. Now moving over to college football and Alabama head football coach Nick Saban was his usual not so pleasant self on Monday having his weekly press conference. And he said that despite a win over Mississippi State this weekend and what would most consider a easy cupcake game this week against the Citadel Bulldogs at Bryant-Denny Stadium, that the coach has no plans to sit his star quarterback Tua Tiagviola, and the Bulldogs will be facing a guy who's likely to become the Heisman Trophy winner this year. He's been bothered by a right knee injury, but Coach Saban believes that the Tide needs him under center until he has got the job done and they can turn it over to second and third string quarterbacks. And he said that Tagviola is okay and will practice this week. But some thought that 
he may just not play at all and take the week off, but not the case according to Nick Saban. Backup Jalen Hurts hasn't played in the past two games after sustaining an ankle injury against the Tennessee Vols. That means Mac Jones is going to get more playing time as the backup, and if things go well for the Tide, Jones will see about three-quarters of action Saturday against the FCS opponent Bulldogs. But if the Citadel can pull off a upset or pretty close to an upset like they did in 2015 against another SEC team, the South Carolina Gamecocks, 23-22, I was there, Williams-Brice Stadium, great game, one of the best days of my life. If the Citadel can keep it close, Mac Jones will not be on the playing field much at all. So we'll see what happens. I'll be there Saturday in Tuscaloosa for the game, pulling on the Bulldogs to the biggest upset in the history of sports, we hope. But Alabama, the Citadel, and Tagviola will be playing for the Crimson Tide, according to his coach, Nick Saban. Coach Matt Campbell and the Cyclones of Iowa State are continuing to have a pretty darn good season. But unfortunately, running back David Montgomery will be sitting out at least half of this upcoming game for Iowa State. And also, Baylor defensive end Greg Roberts will also miss half of the game this week because those two got in a scuffle that led to their ejections in the second half of a close game last week between Iowa State and Baylor, a game that the Cyclones ended up winning 28-14. to And now the Cyclones will be traveling to take on the Texas Longhorns this week. And Baylor will have its home finale against rival TCU this weekend. But two players not playing for their teams because of emotions getting the best of them during the games last week. Now to the latest AP rankings. No surprise, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan all atop the pole, one through four. The Georgia Bulldogs, they're looking for somebody to slip up just a hair as they are number five in the latest AP poll. The Sooners at six, West Virginia seven. Those Washington State Cougars climbed to number eight, and they're doing quite well this year on the Palouse. Ohio State at nine. The LSU Tigers are ranked number 10 in the country, despite going to Arkansas and getting a close win. They actually dropped a spot in the latest bowl. The undefeated UCF Knights are at 11, and skipping around some other southern teams, the Texas Longhorns moved up two this week to number 13. The Gators moved up four with their comeback win over South Carolina. Florida is number 15 in the latest AP poll. The Kentucky Wildcats, they continue to sink. They dropped eight spots in the latest AP poll after they lost one at Tennessee. The Whiskey Barrel will not be going to Lexington. It's going to go to Knoxville, Tennessee, as the Vols got a big win, perhaps a statement win for Jeremy Pruitt and the Tennessee Vols program with a big win last week over the Cats. And the last Southern team in the AP Top 25, the Mississippi State Bulldogs are 25th. They dropped seven spots after they were shut out to Alabama, but a respectable loss. you got to admit, Mississippi State sort of made a game against Alabama. It was, in the end, an Alabama win by several touchdowns, but did not get killed like most teams in the SEC and beyond have against Alabama, the force that we know of in college football. Looking at standings for the group of five schools, the AAC, the Knights of UCF, continue to be the story of the group of five. They are right now 9-0 and overall and undefeated in the east of the AAC conference. Temple 5-1, and remember UCF has already took care of business against the Owls. Now UCF plays Cincinnati this week. Cincinnati is 5-1 and and could give them a run for the money. Cincinnati is ranked number 19th and they are 9-1. and Overall, a pretty good year in the Queen City for the Bearcat fans. Now to the west side, 
And how about the SMU Mustangs? They are 4-2 and two and tied atop the division with, get this, the Tulane Green Wave also 4-2 and two in the AAC. The Houston Cougars are 4-2 and two as well. But right now, both SMU and Tulane are 5-5. Five and five. And as a, a fan of college football, these two teams have not really had a chance to go bowling all that much, although must, the Mustangs have done it several times in the last 10 years or so with June Jones and such coaching them. But Tulane would love to see them to get a six win and become bowl eligible, and they have a chance to do that with two games left on the schedule. But those two teams are tied atop the AAC West Division. Big 12, we're going to talk with Matt Hermans about that more in a moment, but Oklahoma and West Virginia are tied at 6-1 and one atop that and are staring each other down for a possible conference championship game. We'll see what happens with the rest of the, the way that things go. Conference USA MTSU is 6-1 and one in conference play, 7-3 and three overall. The FIU Golden Panthers are also 7-3 and three and 5-1 and one in CUSA. Those UAB Blazers continue to be impressive. They're 9-1, and one, only loss coming early in the season to Coastal Carolina. And the Blazers are now 7-0 and oh in CUSA. They defeated Southern Miss in a close game in Birmingham this past weekend. Louisiana Tech snipping on their heels. The Bulldogs are 5-1 and one in conference play, 7-3 overall. And in other Southern schools that aren't necessarily the biggest boys of football, the Troy Trojans got a big win last week. Went, went to Statesboro, went to the borough alongside beautiful Eagle Creek and got a victory against Georgia Southern. And they are now 6-0 and in the Sunbelt East and staring down a possible championship berth. And on the west side... How about the folks in Monroe, Louisiana? The Louisiana Monroe Warhawks are four and two in the conference and six and four, and they currently lead the West Division. Still in the Sun Belt, Appalachian State, and possibly Georgia Southern have a chance to make some noise versus Troy, and maybe potentially get that division. But Appalachian State may be the only team that can pull that off with a five and one conference record. And that's a look at the group of five schools. Now to the FCS ranks. And we've got the standings going on with some of our southern schools that play FCS football. In the Big South Conference, the Kennesaw State Owls are one of the top-ranked teams in all of FCS football. They are 9-1, 4-0 in the Big South. Harrisonburg, Virginia's James Madison Dukes. They trail a couple of Yankee schools, the Maine Black Bears and the Delaware Blue Hens, in CAA football. So some work to be done there if Mike Houston's teams wants to get back to the FCS playoffs. And in the MEAC, the Florida A&M Rattlers are tied with the North Carolina A&T Aggies in that HBCU conference. OBC, Jacksonville State, I think they've clinched it now with a 7-1 conference mark. And JSU, 8-2 overall. Murray State and SEMO just behind them. But as I said, Jacksonville State already got the conference berth after a 7-1 season on the gridiron in conference play. And in the Southern Conference, big game this week as ETSU and Johnson City, Tennessee host the Sanford Bulldogs. With a win, Randy Sanders' team will win the Southern Conference outright. Trailing them in the standings are both Wofford and Furman. And if Wofford somehow wins this weekend and ETSU loses, then those two will actually share the title of the Southern Conference but it will actually, the playoff berth will go to Wofford since Wofford took care of business against East Tennessee, East Tennessee State a few weeks back in Spartanburg. And in the Southland Conference, congratulations to the Nichols Colonels. 
They are atop the conference right now, tied with Incarnate Word, and those two teams have a 6-2 and two record. But the Colonels down on the bayou playing good football. And finally in the SWAC, Alcorn State leads the SWAC East with a 6-1 and one mark, 7-3 and three overall. And in the SWAC West, the Southern Jaguars and Baton Rouge are 5-1 and one and 6-3 and three overall. And that is a look at college football and more in our sports land. Yep. Matt Hermans is ready to come at you next with plenty of good barbecue talk. And I know he's got brisket on his mind. And he'll tell us all about it next on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800 by dell or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800 by dell for more Black Friday deals. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. I'm going to tell you a story about how the drug war in Mexico began. And who was boss? Only on Netflix. Miguel Felix Gallardo. Drug kingpin of Guadalajara. We take out Felix, we cripple the Mexican drug trade. Witness the birth of Mexico's drug war. Gotta take down the ones calling the shots. It's time to take the gloves off. Gallardo crosses the DEA for the last time tonight. Narcos Mexico, now streaming on Netflix. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say Happy Holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall took around the radio. And we are back on y'all, the show all about the South. And you can't talk about the South without talking about some wonderful food. And each Tuesday, we are blessed to be joined by the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, as he joins yours truly, John Rawl, for a dialogue of delicious Dixie cuisine, and it often has to do with something called barbecue. Hello, Barrister. Welcome back to the Y'all Show. Hey, John. Glad to be back. Well, we are glad to have you, sir. It's going to be 
a lot of fun to talk with you today about brisket. We had did not get finished with our great discussion last week on that delicious delicacy, but I can't get into barbecue talk before first letting you get off any kind of gridiron talk that you need to get off your chest. So go <laughs> ahead. We're you're kind of we're kind of your therapy session. <laughs> well, what's what do you want to talk about? I I, I uh, I'm typically the Big Twelve guy over here, so yeah. um, pretty uh. Pretty interesting weekend, I guess, in the in the Big Twelve conference. Well, the yeah. the most intriguing game I think that happened in the Big Twelve was Oklahoma Oklahoma State Bedlam, and Absolutely. the Cowboys went for two and it didn't work out. So, what do you think about that? Well, I think it's a gutsy move. I think it's probably a, a good call. I know it's one of these. It's always one of these calls that people talk about. You know, you always go for two on the road instead of tying the game to get out of there with a win. And then, of course, on the other hand, it's always something you look back on and say, "Well, shoot, why'd we go for two? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a you win, it's a great decision. You you don't, it's you know, it's second guess. But I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with Gundy trying to go for two on the road. I mean, honestly, uh, there's it's kind of miraculous in my opinion that Oki uh, Oklahoma State was was in that game at the end anyway. I feel like Oklahoma's probably the superior team there, and at home they had just played out of their minds and. Uh, yeah, so so in that situation, it's not like there is a Big 12 title on the line for Mike Gundy. It's not like there is a playoff berth on the line for Mike Gundy. Uh, this is a team that's going to be, uh, you know, win six, maybe seven, and make a bowl game, and, and that'll be the season. So um, in a different situation, uh, maybe, maybe you kick the field goal, uh, but I think there's not a whole lot to lose for them this year, and you, you get that win, that's your season-defining win, so... Uh, I think it's a good decision. I, I don't have any problem. Yeah, they with didn't that. have a lot to lose. It sounds like is what you're yeah. saying. And, Not a lot to lose. And they were trying to steal a page that had just been written in a book the week before when West Virginia went for two in their game at Texas. And in West Virginia's case, they got it. And in fact, they got it twice. Remember, Texas called a timeout, <laughs> so they had <laughs> yeah, two yeah. successful P, uh, two point conversions in, in their win over te- over the Longhorns. And exactly. Gundy, Gundy wanted to keep that trend going, but uh, I know you were. Probably disappointed in the Red Raiders' loss to the Longhorns, as we saw that one potentially going to overtime or something like that, and yeah, Texas found yeah. their way to win. They did, and, and like I think we probably talked about before, uh, my Texas Tech Red Raiders have been uh, kind of cursed at the quarterback position this year, and um, that last game, uh, we were one of the, the uh, Cliff Kingsbury was was rolling with the third string quarterback who. I think at the beginning of the season, he hoped we'd never have to take a snap, but um, it's a different kind of offense with Jet Duffy, who's the third string guy. He's more of a runner, not the not the best passer, as we saw uh, with uh, interception and, and multiple fumbles in that game. He's just not uh, not the first choice at quarterback. But uh, the, they played well at home, made a comeback, tied the game up, and just mistakes uh, from uh, the quarterback position uh, will will bite you. There's no doubt about that. But it was a it was a good effort, a good comeback. But Texas just uh, they took advantage of mistakes, and that's what you do on the road to win games, and that's what they did. Moving up in the poll this week to number eighteen, the Iowa State Cyclones. What's happening there in Ames? That is a good football team. Uh, that's a very good football team. Um, they. Uh, uh, coach Matt Campbell has done a heck of a job there in Ames. Uh, they're, they lost some of the toughest games. Of course, they've lost three football games, but they've, their three losses are some of the toughest losses you'll see all year. 
Um, that team's only improved. And to be honest with you, since they made the quarterback change, that has been a completely different football team. When they went to Brock Purdy, uh, who's the, the freshman um, after the starter went down, uh, that's just been a totally different football team. He's a, he's a good passer. He's a dual threat guy, strong guy, smart decision maker. Um, got a lot of skill set, uh, got a skill set that you'd like. Um, so, yeah, that, that team with uh, with Purdy now at quarterback is really rounded into one of the better teams in the conference. I'd say Oklahoma and Iowa State uh, right at the top there as far as the way teams are playing right now. Cyclones have won five straight, and they'll be a DKR Saturday as they take on the number 19 Texas Longhorns. And this is a battle of big, I guess, uh, I'm sorry, Texas number 13 currently. It's Iowa State at number 18 in the latest AP poll. So that's a top 20 matchup going on in the Big 12 this weekend. We're talking with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Herman. said, Matt, okay, we got to make you do your real work now. Here, <laughs> here on the show, we have been talking about your, what do you what you call ribs, pork shoulder, and brisket, or what? The greatest hits of barbecue? Well, I mean, I guess uh, you could call it, um, you could call it the kind of the barbecue trinity. Those are the three main meats that everybody talks about. Okay. Um I think I don't think that would be in too much doubt. I think when you talk about barbecue, those are the three things you talk about. Now, there's other things. People like to do chicken, um, of course. Whole hog is a, is a the, tr- the traditional classic. But I think overall, when you talk about popularity and the amount of meats that are done, there's there's not a whole lot of argument against ribs, uh, pork shoulder, and beef brisket. Well, you did an unbelievable job of breaking down ribs, pork shoulder, and you were doing a great job of brisket. But we simply ran out of time last week, and so you were kind enough to say, all right, well, there's certainly more I could talk about brisket. And one of the things I asked last week was, as a guy who grew up on the eastern time zone portion of the southeast, brisket is kind of a mystery. It's it's out there, but it's not something people go looking for or even find very easily. And so my question to you was, was that a travesty? Was my childhood ruined because of that, uh, having that that vacuum or what do they call it, a, a brisket desert that I had. Food to, desert, yeah, a brisket no, desert no. for me. Right? No, I don't, and I I don't think so. I mean, you're exactly right. You you leave Texas and you head east. You probably the you know the uh, the appearances of brisket on the barbecue menu probably. Uh, start fading out, you know, through Arkansas and Louisiana, they do brisket and you start getting further east to your neck of the woods on the, on the East coast. It's probably still, even at this point, uh, probably more cut, more common, but still, no, it's probably, uh, no. So I will tell you this about brisket and we can jump right back into whatever else you'd like to talk no, about. It's the, the brisket floor is yours. <laughs> yeah. So, so this ties into what you were saying just a minute ago, was your life poorer? for not, uh, not eating a lot of brisket growing up. And I would say absolutely not. Um, here's why this is going to, um, probably strike somebody's uh, people, uh, as surprising, but to be completely honest, uh, most brisket, even in my home state of Texas is, is absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it, could you it, please say that again? I think I had something in my ear. Repeat that. I would say I would say eight to ninety, eighty to ninety percent of the brisket you're going to get at any barbecue place, even in Texas, uh, is pretty bad. It's pretty awful. And I grew up um, not not liking uh, brisket at all for that reason. 
Um, and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you why it's very subjective. And we, we touched on this a little bit a week ago and some of the barbecue dorks out there who are listening will immediately know what I'm talking about. But, uh, most of the brisket that people will eat, um, in Texas also, first of all, but also in other places that do brisket like Arkansas, like Louisiana, like, like other places uh, that, that happen to do beef brisket as well, um, is brisket flat. It is, it is the lean, uh, bottom portion of the beef brisket which of course is a large piece of meat you've got a you've got kind of the top part which is called the point we can talk about in a second but then the bottom you've got the flat and if you were to google people talk about the encyclopedia if you looked something up in an encyclopedia there there would be the picture if you google beef brisket uh, and uh yeah this is 2018 now so the encyclopedia is a little bit outdated How about google <laughs> hey hey what is google? an encyclopedia anyway i've heard yeah, of those right. things. Nobody's- Nobody's probably ever seen one of those um, that, you know, under under my age and I'm 38. So it's uh, I'm right on the edge. But um, what the more accurate thing would be, hey, if you Google image searched uh, beef brisket, what you're going to see is a uh, is slices of lean uh, brisket flat. Uh, typically, there's going to be any fat on it. It's going to be very, very lean looking. It's going to look uh, like a sliced piece of, uh, of protein. Uh, with uh, with maybe a pink pink ring around the outside of it. That's brisket flat. That is a lean piece of meat. Um, I don't like that. Um, that is not something I enjoy. I think uh, people who who do a lot of barbecue um, it, will will agree with me that the part of the brisket to eat is the point. Uh, it's much harder. It, it takes longer to cook. It's harder to cook properly. It's much fattier. It has a lot more connective tissue. Uh, but when cooked properly, it really is a uh, a, a vessel for uh, the uh, the smoke, uh, the smoke and the rub. It's, rub is typically you don't want to get too wild on a brisket rub. It's usually uh, salt, garlic, and black pepper. There's some some other things people like to put on there. Cumin will give it a certain type of flavor, but um, that's kind of the basics. But when you on a good brisket point, you have to like you have to like fatty meat. So people who like uh, you know, ribeyes as opposed to fillets, people who like their, their burgers, uh, ground chuck instead of ground sirloin, people who like, uh, people who don't throw the fat out on the, on the steaks to eat, they, they would be a fan. And I'm one of those people, fat is flavor. They say that. And, and the point is, is fatty. And, and if it's cooked properly, though, it, it really renders down into a uh, delicious, barky, uh, smoky, uh, treat. And I do like the point. Uh, but there's only certain places that do that well. They're, they're, these are high. These are very. These are high-end barbecue places. These are not not normal. Uh, these are out of the ordinary. Most places you're going to go to, like I say, even in the home state, are going to give you lean, uh, trimmed uh, pieces of brisket flat, which, uh, in my opinion, might as well just be pot roast or something. There's nothing special about it, but. Um, yeah. So there's my controversial statement. Most all brisket's bad, um, and so. If you've had brisket and you didn't like it, it's probably bad brisket. Uh, let me, let so, me ask you this question. These places that serve bad brisket, is that the only so-called barbecue even available on the menu? No, no, no. Most places in Texas, this is this is a um, – we've kind of touched on, on Texas. We don't spend too much time um, talking about it because people get sick of it, I'm sure. But, no, the idea that, that somehow uh, you go to a Texas barbecue joint and the only thing on the menu is brisket is, is kind of a uh, – kind of a uh, it's a mystery to me i don't really understand that it's it's something that's kind of perpetuated by by the food network and places like that because it are you it kind of fits. are you trying to tell me that texas goes both ways that texas <laughs> is both pork and beef? 
multiple ways uh multiple ways wow yeah, so. well, that is diversity right there yeah yeah so uh yeah you can get uh you get pork ribs everywhere you get pork shoulder a lot of places and of course brisket is ubiquitous that's true but uh, yeah the, a lot of the whole like uh a lot of that is based on essentially lockhart um that's kind of the the place where you think of you walk in you get brisket on a on a on a uh, piece of paper but um there's all kinds of different barbecue joints, but yeah, we're talking brisket. So yeah, it's, it, if you've never had a good piece of brisket, if you've never had a well-cooked brisket point, uh, you need to try that. I'm not saying it's the, uh, it's not, I still am a pork guy. I still prefer pork. Um, but, uh, that's the only type of brisket to eat. In my opinion, if you're a barbecue aficionado, the, the, the lean brisket flat is just, it's just typically dry. It's typically boring. It's, it's a lot of times it's flavorless. And, uh, yeah, that's why I grew up not, not liking it. Well, so if, you, if you're not food. a dork that's like you, if I'm not a dork like you are, then how do I know if I'm getting a, a point <laughs> or the other part? Well, I can tell you this. Nine, nine times out of ten, if you go to any barbecue joint along the side of the road, you ask for brisket. They're going to give you slices of, uh, of flat, and that's what you're going to get. And uh, that's just – that's – that's what most people eat. That's what most people think about brisket. Um, and I would say people who uh, people who eat brisket a lot, that's probably uh, probably typically what they get. But if you go to a place that asks you if you want, there's different ways to put it. For instance, we'll, we'll go to a barbecue chain. Some of, some of your listeners have probably gone to a place called Rudy's, maybe if they've been through Texas. That is not a – I would not call that an elite barbecue institution, but – uh, the brisket is decent there, and they do they they don't categorize it as flat or point. Uh, they make it a little more public friendly, and they call it uh, moist or lean. So if you order moist brisket, you're getting the point. If you order lean brisket, you're getting the flat. Um, so that's a nice option to have. And any good any any really high quality, I would call top ten percent of the barbecue places where brisket is actually great in the state of Texas or anywhere else, they're going to know fatty or lean or they're going to know point or flat and if they don't it's just not a good place okay now what is the reasoning behind barbecue restaurants that serve brisket going more for the lean versus fat is it a cost savings measure well it's because um i would say your 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 non-barbecue snobs your your people who um who are just looking to go in and get uh get something they're used to growing up uh, they're probably going to be frightened uh, of, a, of a big slice of brisket point um, because it does have it's a lot fattier it's got a nice big crust on the outside it's not uh, it's not the comforting rectangular piece of lean meat that they're used to seeing um, and therefore if you do if you i would put it this way john this is a good analogy um Probably 80% of people you talk to, you ask them what their favorite steak is, they'll probably say it's a filet. It's very lean. There's no fat on it. It's pretty. It's pure meat. There's nothing to trim. There's nothing else going on. Now, people who are like myself, uh, who would like a ribeye, uh, who would who would prefer a ribeye, they like the flavor. They like the creamy rendered fat. They like the buttery taste. They like the beef flavor of a ribeye and really don't have much use for the filet. That's not to talk down to filet people. That's just... Um, it's a different perspective. Uh, the filet is, is, is less scary than the ribeye. Uh, but, uh, for people who like the ribeye, the filet is not worth eating. And the same thing with point and flat. So it's, it's uh, for the, for the general public, anybody's going to roll through, uh, you're, you're, you're going to be guaranteed. I think, uh, that they're not going to be scared of brisket point. 
they're going to get exactly what they're looking for, which is a lean piece of rectangular meat, which is the flat. That's 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 my explanation. It takes a little bit a little bit more adventurous person to to dive into a, a point. But I'll tell you right now, the people, the pitmasters who are doing competitions, the guys who are doing uh, running their restaurants, they're saving the point for themselves. Well, in all my years of undergraduate and postgraduate work, I was never instructed on the point <laughs> or any of this amazing knowledge that the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue carries around. We're not done talking to him. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to talk to him about the health advantages of brisket versus pork, or is pork better? I don't know. We're going to, we're going to pose the question when the Y'all Show with the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue returns. Stay with us. To beauty, Black Friday is more like Glam Friday with extra glitter. So get ready for eye-catching gifts like dramatic mascaras from Tarte and Urban Decay for only $10 or the All-Stars Kit from MAC for only $20 and magical must-haves like Morphe's Super Soft Makeup Brush Set for half off. That's 100% glam for 50% less. Black Friday is the day to find something for everyone on your nice list, even you. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Something miles of here. This town ain't got a Walmart and never ever will. There's a church and a filling station where you get your gas. Then there's Dixie Rose Deluxes. Honky Tonk Feet Store, Gun Shop, Used Car, Beer, Babe, Barbecue, Barbershop, Laundromat. And welcome back to y'all. Talk with a southern accent here on this beautiful Tuesday. Well, we hope it's beautiful. I know if you're in the panhandle of Texas, Oklahoma, and heading east in Arkansas and Tennessee, you better be on the lookout for some snow 
Lord of mercy, yes. Uh, it's getting to be that time of year, folks. We're continuing our talk about barbecue with Matt Herons, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, and we have been dissecting the beautiful word brisket here, learning about the point and all the fat versus non-fat stuff. And, Matt, you've already scared off half of our listeners who love brisket. You, you've got them scared to go eat any more brisket because they don't have the point as an option when they go to their favorite restaurant. I've got to ask you, is there some advantage for those who may not necessarily like brisket? Is there an advantage of eating brisket that's lean from a health standpoint? Well, sh yeah, well, sh sure, sure. I think, um, yeah, if you are, if you are someone who, who is, I think we all should be to some degree, <laughs> health um, you know, and you do not want to eat, uh, you want to eat lower fat, um, then of course, yeah. I mean, you want the, you want the lean point. I will say this though. Um, neither one's going to be making the top 10 healthy foods you can these, these aren't going to take over for kale i'm so tired of hearing about kale shakes and all that kind of nonsense no, no, you go you go tell your uh your dietitian or your personal trainer hey look i did really good i ate 16 ounces of brisket flat instead of point you're not going to get any high fives i'll put it that way but uh yeah sure it's less less fatty now people who there's another uh another side of that coin people who are on the low carb diet people who are on the keto uh, diet. If anybody's heard of that, I'm sure that's something that's that people have heard about. Uh, that requires you to eat a lot of fat. In fact, I think 60 to 70 percent of the calories you take in on a day-to-day -day basis on the keto diet is supposed to be uh, fat, as opposed to protein or carbs or anything else. So, theoretically, if you're a keto guy or girl, uh, you may want to roll with the point. You may you may need to to up your fat percentage as opposed to protein. But that is a of course, that's a particular type of diet that just happens to be popular now. But um, I encourage people, if you know, cruising through Texas and there are other places that do brisket, of course, like I say, the, the neighboring states, and then it starts fading out from there. But, uh, you know, if you stop at a stop at a place, get some of both, get some point, get some fatty, get some moist and, and uh, compare the difference. You may fall in love with that buttery, <laughs> creamy meat butter um, that, that we talk about that is uh, – brisket point all right matt here's the big question that i love i love barbecue but i think i like this other part even more let's hear it and that would be sauces so in brisket Ooh. world do you have to have a sauce and if you do what are your <laughs> recommended sauces yeah so let's talk about the sauce question there you go so this is another aspect of um kind of the the reality of texas barbecue versus the the tv version so yeah Sauce is a thing. People do use sauce in Texas. Um, there, there are different types of sauces. In Central Texas, there is uh, kind of a sweet mustard-type sauce. Specifically um, for not, brisket. And we're talking brisket only here. Yeah, 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 brisket, absolutely. And when do you um, apply the sauce? The sauce is never, the never put on before the brisket's done. The okay. sauce is always typically optional. Now, we've kind of talked about this before. If you're in East Texas and you order brisket, you may get sauce. You may get sauce ladled all over the beef because people people in east on the east side of the state they love their sauce. They like sweet stuff. But if you're in the central part, or in north, or even along the Gulf Coast, you get sauce with your brisket. Chances are it's going to be separate, and you're going to be able to use it if you want, or discard it if you don't. Um, but yeah, there are sweet sauces. There are hot sauces. There are mustardy sauces. There are uh, even vinegary sauces in, in the state. Um, this is something that people don't. 
you know, it's something that's really not known that much. But yeah, there are there is barbecue sauce in Texas. It is used. In fact, I would say, to be completely honest, I would say probably more people like their barbecue with sauce than don't. But the people who don't are louder. Put it that way. Yeah, louder meaning that how dare you put sauce on a brisket? <laughs> yes, far more offended, and and they they get the kind of the airtime on the shows. But no, it's um, you know in Central Texas it's that type of barbecue they do have sauce but uh you know they may they may give you a little a little joking um uh you know nudge if you try to use sauce well, that's a very specific area yeah well if you're in central texas in the hill country or such around austin and you're having that naked brisket we'll call it are you going to be tasting any flavors at all what flavors will your palate have that's a great question so if you are if you are eating flat you're going to taste beefy Okay, you're going to have just kind of a beefy flavor that you would expect from a roast or something else. And you should have, even on flat, you should have the outer layer of smoke uh, and some bark, which, okay. of course, is the rub. The rub combined with the with the smoke, which would typically be oak, pecan, occasionally mesquite. Mesquite's a little bit um, a little bit powerful. But um, you're going to get that, that smoky, barky, kind of salty on the outside and then kind of rich, beefy flavor inside. If you're eating fatty brisket, uh, like point or moist, however they want to call it, you're going to get more flavor. You're going to get kind of a, uh, you're going to get that outside crust, but then you're going to get that rendered down kind of beef butter uh, fat that mixes with the smoke and creates almost a a smoky butter type flavor to go along with the beef. It's going to be a little different. The flavor profile, in my opinion, is going to be uh, going to be higher and much better. It's going to be uh, kind of a combination of beef, fat, smoke. It's like creamy meat butter candy is what I would call a good, <laughs> a good, a good, a good point. I like to have a little bit of sauce on the side. Occasionally, I like to uh, to mix up my uh, my bites if I'm eating brisket with a little bit of sauce here and there, just to throw it up, uh, throw off the, you know, make it a little more interesting. But a lot of good things. A lot of people eat with brisket is just onions, onions and pickles. Um, there's something about that kind of tangy kind of biting onion taste that really cuts through specifically fatty beef. They put um, it on top of the brisket, like on their plate? Yeah, eat it with it. Yeah, you can eat it with it. Um, you know, a little bite of onion, a little bite of beef, maybe a little barbecue sauce. Yeah, onion goes very, very well. So do pickles, but onion goes very well with uh, with brisket, specifically fatty beef. It's, it's a great combination. What kind of pickles are we talking about? Like little dill pickles or a pickle spear or what? Uh, usually probably most barbecue joints, you're going to get the kind of the sliced, uh, sliced, uh, sour pickles. Occasionally you'll have the, occasionally you have the big fat ones, the big sour pickles you think of it like a, a football game or something like that. And, uh, this pickle spear is, uh, is, is around as well. It's, uh, I think it's, it's the deep rich, and this, this is good with pork as well. People do pickled red onions with pork, which is fantastic. It's kind of that tangy. Uh, that tangy sour taste that cuts through the deep rich fat smoke it's a really great combo uh, with beef and what about black pepper is that used in the cooking process or is that sometimes part, applied afterwards no no it's just part of the rub a typical brisket rub is going to be uh, salt garlic and black pepper that's all rubbed on the outside of the meat prior to cooking okay um no, there's nothing. There's no seasoning applied after the fact. That's that's very specific to our um, our 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 pals in Memphis on their ribs and even their pork shoulder when they finish up. But, but that's really not something that happens with brisket. 
Well, brisket is something, again, it may not be on every corner of the the southeast, but if you can find a place, it is something different. And I love steak, and I know brisket is not steak, but they're cousins, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's all it's all beef, and it all they all kind of have that uh, yeah they kind of have that familiar uh, beefy flavor to it. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, how about a one? Would it be a, a crime if I put a <laughs> one on a brisket? Oh uh, boy, I guess you could do what you want, John. Um, I'm not sure. I've never had a one. Although I will, you know, never hey, had a one. Oh no, no, I've had a one, but not on. Not on barbecue of any type. Ah, okay. But I, but I will tell you, it's 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 not that different from some, uh, some kind of savory, less sweet barbecue sauces I've tasted in my life. It's not that not that crazy to to think. That's a powerful taste, though. That's going to overpower anything you're, you're eating. Well, but, I had hey. a steak Saturday night. I went to a fancy restaurant in Charleston, South Carolina. I happened to be down there, and and someone said, "What are you doing ordering a steak at a seafood place?" And I said, well, I, I don't want seafood. I want a steak. I hadn't had steak in a while. And I ordered a medium well steak. And frankly, the medium well probably should have been a medium because it tasted a little burnt. And the yeah. only way to get around the burnt taste was I drowned it in A1 sauce. Ouch. Oof, that sounds like a less than optimal steak experience. Well, I, I blame myself. I just, I, I, I've gotten used to going to steakhouses. And when you say medium well... They'll give you more like a medium, and this this place was more like a well. And I don't, I, got I, don't, I don't want blood running all over the place is the point when I'm eating my steak. And unfortunately, I got, instead of blood, I got like uh, the, the taste of a burnt charcoal or whatever burnt, they used burnt, at this place. Burnt cow. Yeah, burnt, burnt cow. Burnt cow, too. And, yeah. But uh, it was a great place. Coast, check it out if you're ever in the low country. It's a very nice place and had a great time cool. there. But Yes, Matt Herman's love your talk and love your brisket knowledge. And we will look forward to catching up with you again next week when we'll talk about something else barbecue related. I already can't wait. All right. The barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Herman's. Well, that will continue uh, conclude our show for today. I want to thank you for listening. We'll be back here for the Wednesday edition tomorrow. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with us Southern next. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. I'm going to tell you a story about how the drug war in Mexico began. And who was boss? Only on Netflix. Miguel Felix Gallardo. Drug kingpin of Guadalajara. We take out Felix, we cripple the Mexican drug trade. Witness the birth of Mexico's drug war. Gotta take down the ones calling the shots. It's time to take the gloves off. Gallardo crosses the DEA for the last time tonight. Narcos Mexico, now streaming on Netflix.
The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800 by dell or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800 by dell for more Black Friday deals. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from, or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com promo code HOLIDAY.